and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Callen. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. And I am Steve. And he is Mua Steve. Thank you. Thank you for addressing me by, by my actual title. Thus further legitimizing it. And he's, he's putting it he's putting he's putting it all together. And it's all falling apart. It's all falling apart. But it's, so that's what you but it's okay. <laughs> it is okay. <laughs> because today we have chapter thirty two. Today we have chapter thirty two. And today is, you know, a thirty a real thirty twos day, isn't it? Oh that's right. That's what I did. That's what I went there. That's what oh, I said. That was great. Uh this one this one rolling off of Will's brilliant um title for yesterday's uh chapter. Today's I wanna, chapter. Hold on, hold on, ba- hold on. Ba- oh, ba- hold on. No, hold baby on. spice. <laughs> it's fucking called baby spice. You can't change me. You can't fu- you started this. <laughs> You open up I just, the spice can. I just wanted to apologize, mm. but you know what? Let's just let's just dig our heels in. If you if you can't make it better, well, you can do what we do and make it way fucking worse. You can make it. You can just make it. You can just make it. You know? Uh, yes, we are getting to chapter thirty-two today, and uh, I like this one. And we'll get we'll get into it. So, like, uh, let's start with the uh, chapter introduction there, Stevo. The Fremen. I started to like sing this. I don't even know why, <laughs> but I just immediately went to <clears throat> a sing-song voice. It's just an instinct. You just know that you have to sing it sometimes. The Fremen were supreme in that quality. The ancients called. <laughs> <laughs> Spanung <laughs> Spanungsbogen which is the self-imposed delay between desire for a thing and the act of reaching out to grasp that thing from wisdom from the wisdom of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan uh, and this chapter is all about desire eh there Steve Spanisbogen Span- yeah, Spanungsbogen how do uh, I say that? Maybe there's a maybe there's a uh, like self-imposed delay between desire for a thing. So just waiting. So there's a term just waiting for the thing that you desire, and it's Spanish spoken. Spanish spoken. I've been doing Spanish spoken for my life, well, my entire fucking hasn't worked life. yet. Hasn't hasn't worked. My yet. last name um, is Spanish spoken. This is great, Spanish spoken. So. I don't know how this how that chapter introduction kind of entails into this chapter, but the more I think about it, the last chapter introduction from uh, we're, we're talking about uh, prescience and like how time changes uh, happened. I think more applies to this chapter. Like, you know what I mean? Seems like yesterday's way, yeah. chapter's introduction and today's chapter introduction, you can switch them, and uh, they would still work. You know what I mean? Because if they're you think more, about desire, they're, more, they're less that. situational for the chapters and more like all encompassing in the Muad'Dib. Gotcha. Yeah. In the in the in the um, essence of Muad'Dib. Yeah, essence. totally, absolutely. Um, but 
the, this one, the, the one from last chapter really rings true in this chapter. And I think I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm going to skip to the, skip to the end of this chapter and start talking about the end of it uh, rather than the beginning. Because I think the end of this chapter is probably the, it's probably the most interesting when you're talking about that previous chapter introduction. So at the end of this chapter, Paul gets oh, real high. Man. He is eating like, he is eating some like spice, spice porridge. I don't know, like what some sort of the spice thing. I think it's on a leaf. It's a fucking spice porridge. Okay, it's, it's a it's a stew. It sounds delicious, actually. I'd have some, and it fucks him right up. So, the the amount of spice that he's intaking. It was like at Christmas last year. Remember, before oh, uh, quarantine. That was a great Christmas. When I gave everyone at the Christmas party a little bit of spice of my own. It was, uh, took that party to, we all had, we, uh, we all experienced the spice change, if you know what I mean. That made it sound weird. <laughs> yeah, Paul, Paul fucking gobbled up some goo. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, the, sp- so we've talked about it in the last chapter a little bit, but it just rings so true in this chapter here that all the, he's seeing all the decisions that are being made change the future around him. He has no control over what the future entails. He is just kind of along for the ride of it. See it. And every little thing changes the future. He's, he's seeing the butterfly effect ring out into the future. So like the future is not like he's not experiencing the future. Like Dr. Manhattan is where it's all just kind of like one continuous loop and he's uh, and he's just a, a watcher of it. It's it's all changing in front of him. So like it even says in the chapter here that one grain of sand, uh, one one word difference that can ripple out and change and like topple empires. Like if somebody was like, you know, they're eating that spice goop and they're like, you know what? I could really go for a Big Mac right now. Paul just kind of like intakes all that information and he's like, don't say that. Don't say that. You don't know what's going to happen now. You've doomed us all. (laughs) You were supposed to eat a McRib. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's like he's not even really seeing the future at all. Really, it's just annoying. You're not seeing any. You're just seeing, like, it's just super annoying. Nothing. I expect him to... I expect him to lose, lose his... Fuck, I can't even talk anymore. I expect him to lose his mind at some point. Um, from all of these fucking crazy future visions. Yeah, it's super fucked. He, it's, it's definitely far more of a curse than anything else. You know. Um, yeah, definitely. You, you can't really do anything about this. No, that's what I mean. You can't do anything. You just, you just have like, to sort of like watch it constantly be changing and be like fuck, and see all of these different realities. Yeah, 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 and it just it throws you for a real loop. Um, but at the same time, like. I guess it's kind of cool. I don't know. Like the way that Frank Herbert cool. ex- describes it's it in that, fucking, in, in the, in the last, it's redundant. It just, rem- remember, remember that time when you and a, you, 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 me and a couple of our friends took spice. We watched Muppets treasure Island. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've actually watched Muppet treasure yeah. Island four, I think four, four different, four different times on, on the spice. It's a go-to. Uh, it's that a was more or less the same experience that I was having. 
Frank Herbert must have did a fuck ton of drugs in his time, man. Like his his descriptions of of what's happening. Yeah, I don't really know like anything about him, but I I assume I I I always assume just especially like writers, uh, just authors from you know fifty or more years ago. I just always assume just opium. <laughs> I guess not fifty. Ah, it's close enough. Well, time time moves, doesn't it? Oh man, Paul is a is. I don't a, have no prescience. Uh, Paul is well aware of how fast time moves and how it changes and it's fucked. But uh, enough of that. I think I think that's enough cover. We talked about that sort of thought a little bit yesterday. But I think um, this chapter introduction and how they speak of desire. Uh, speaks to the conversation that Stilgar and Jessica have when they're hanging out on the on the little rock face and they're just kind of like watching the people head out to I think they're so they're in a place called the cave uh the cave of ridges and I think it's just this is like a camp cave between of love. Uh, love cave. it's a camp between where they were at and CH Tebor and when they get up to that little like rock face or like that opening where they're just like watching the people, um, they see a bunch of people out in the basin, kind of like I think on their way to CH Tebor. And uh, during this conversation, they actually weigh the pros and cons of being together because Jessica bested him basically in battle in that last chapter. She dropped, she rolled. And she snuck up behind him and put up like a, grabbed him by the neck and took care of him that way. Sweep kick, uppercut. Yeah. Jump kick. And fatality. Jessica, because of this, Jessica's like, will this harm your standing as a leader with the with the rest of the fremen? And he's like, I'm not really concerned about that because I can best any of these. I'm a leader because I I bested everybody else. So the fact that you bested me, I think, is irrelevant. Uh, only on the, on the grounds that you're not from here, you're not of the sand, is what he says. Uh, so not they won't of the sand. You outside, you are not going to be able to lead these people, and they'll know this. However, you got some skills, lady. You got pay some, some bills. Uh, the Fremen's got bills. The Fremen's got bills. Still, guys got bills. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of words said in this conversation not only during that this uh, conversation where they're like considering the, a relationship together even though jessica at the, at the end of it was like hell no this is not gonna happen i'm still a duke's lady i still love my duke even though he's gone but uh i can't i can't betray that memory so stilgar was like all right well if you and i aren't gonna get together we do have a job opening for you as, as the reverend mother Hey, he had to take a shot first. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's like that look. He's like, hey, eh? He's like pointing to her and him, like, huh? Yeah. Hey, what do you think? Like, nah. What do you think? And uh, and he's like, well, I got a job for you. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's a job for a the Reverend Mother position uh, f- uh, for their CH. Now, Reverend Mothers are relatively the same for uh, Fremen, even though they're called by a different name. They're called Sayadina, yeah, for the for the Fremen. But they serve a similar purpose. They're like a a religious leader 
of the tribe. And Jessica's like, it's not the worst job I've ever had. She's <laughs> like, hey, I don't got a lot going for me right now. <laughs> She's laying everything out on the table and being like, hmm, okay. It's uh, it's interesting how she kind of goes about accepting the job offer because she does this like Benny Desiree trickery again. Um, not really trickery. She, I think she pulls from her genetic memory. I think we talked about it before that the, oh no, the Reverend Mothers can see into their future, but she just started pulling out words. She kind of gave herself into her own memory and she started speaking a whole bunch of different words that really meant stuff to the Fremen. You know what I mean? She was kind of like, the, this, yeah, saying the right words, the key Saying words. all the right words. I can't. I don't even want to get into the words because the amount of words that were in that chapter that there was, was a lot during this point. Fuck, there was man. a lot. It oh, was one of those points where I was just sort of like zoned out and was like, "What the f- what? What is happening?" She's like, she's like, "Adapt." Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up like a couple. We're gonna, Find me the page. gonna work through them. Uh, I have got. We're kind of working backwards to this chapter, but whatever. Okay, so she's like Adab when she's like going through her like little memory thing, and then she's like, "I've been Kertaiba, as far as the spot where the dust ends." He reads to Alat, the son whom he defied and subjugated. He reads to Sadus and the trial, and this is what he reads. My enemies are like green blades eaten down. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can, <laughs> you can go ahead. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? But yeah, she. My she's enemies basically are like, like green blades eaten down. That did stand in the path of the tempest. Hast thou not seen what our Lord did? He sent the pestilence among them. That did lay schemes against us. They are like birds scattered by the huntsman. Their schemes are like pellets of poison that every mouth rejects. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have no idea. I have no I idea. Know, I know. There's even more. There's I, even more. Yeah, yeah. B Bila Kaifa. You know, yeah, Bila Kaifa actually dropped a dropped an EP recently that's fucking featuring Kendrick Lamar. Ha- Hot fire. This Hot fire, good. everybody. Um, well, you got Shai Halud, but we know what Shai Halud is. Uh, yeah, totally. We all do. You know what? You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm... Huh? Be with Kifa? <laughs> Shai Halud is uh, the Fremen word for... Uh, it's the religious Fremen word for the worm. Because, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gotcha, worms are gotcha. like gods. But see, in, answer in, me in this. Sense. What is Dui Yaka Hin Mange? What does that mean? Uh, Something about feet. Dui Punra Hin Mange. I have uh, two That one's eyes. but eyes. I have two feet. We could read this Crazy. shit all day. Or until the end of it. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's a lot. I love that there is this whole yeah. Fremen at like... I guess there's a language. There's got to be a whole language created. Yeah, right? I don't. 
or something. I don't know how much it is developed as like a real like it, not like in a Tolkien sense. You know what I mean? Like you know how Tolkien really developed those languages. I wonder how much is like developed in that sense, and how much is he just like kind of ripping off Arabic mm-hmm. in a way? Because mm-hmm. these are very Arabic words, in in my understanding. You know, mm-hmm. or the way they sound, or maybe he's just pulling it out of his ass. He's like He'll be this sounds it right out of his ass. Like, yeah. He's just like, yeah, that's cool. Um, the next point that I think I is is uh, worth mentioning is there's uh, during this conversation that Paul and or not Paul uh, that Stilgar and Jessica are having. He reveals to Jessica that the Fremen are paying off the guild. They're giving them a fuck ton of spice to keep the satellites away. Got to. So I think there was a there's there's a got to keep them away way back. There's a chapter way way back. Uh, where Howat wasn't able to get any de- like get any footing to get satellites for Arrakis, because uh, the guild was like fuck no, fuck you. And it turns out it wasn't to serve the purpose of the Harkonnens; it was to serve the purpose of the Fremen, because they were paying way more spice. And the guild are free agents; they'll do what the fuck they want. And they'll do what they they'll do what the spice wants. They want spice. They'll do what the spice wants. They'll follow the they're spice. Just hunting spice, left, right, and center. They're like, uh, uh, for they're like that toucan uh, from the Free Loops. What's his name? Toucan Sam. <laughs> Except they're in the middle of like toucan a Sam. meth addiction. Spice, fucking. <laughs> toucan Sam on spice. Yeah, and toucans, toucans in Arrakis, you have to spit in their mouth to go send messages. Still talks <laughs> the same though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just the way it is. Things are different, different cultures. Paul Atreides. It's just different cultures. Right. Uh, what else do we have in this chapter? <laughs> is that it? I think that's pretty think that's much it. it. We we worked backwards from the end. It was an interesting way to, to tackle a chapter. Yeah, we're wiggling around. We're wiggling like a worm. I think the last thing I kind of want to mention is at the beginning of the chapter, there's a little bit of a call back Paul thinking about the future of the family. And... Uh, the Duke at one point is afraid that the family will turn into a gorilla house. And that's exactly what they're becoming. A gorilla house? Man, that sounds like a fucking good time. What does that even mean? Like a house of reptiles, but with gorillas? I, I think like gorilla warfare. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's uh not the fun type of gorilla house. No, not the fun. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. I was just thinking about great apes. Yes. I was thinking about great apes again. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you always go there? Don't like, mind me. Even in our private conversations, just automatically just you you know, you heard about them great apes? Like, what the fuck? Been watching a lot of Bigfoot documentaries. <laughs> Let me tell you. There are some characters on those. Oh, man. I, I love getting those black I got okay. I just have to say. I'm sorry. I know it's off topic. But the thing is in Bigfoot documentaries is that people are always very serious. And as it should be, is they're hunting for a dangerous predator. Yep. Um, but they talk about how Bigfoot communicate with tapping on trees. Having logs on trees. I have heard about and this. And you'll see, there's always these parts in in the these all there's all these parts in the Bigfoot documentaries where the guys start tapping on trees, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Shh, listen, we're going to tr- we're trying to communicate." A Sasquatch. They'll be like, <laughs> and then it's just like a night vision on like a fucking mid forties dude, 
standing there. His eyes are like looking in the forest, fucking wide, banging a stick, <laughs> banging a stick on a tree. He's like, you hear that? Yeah, and then eventually there's a eventually there's a sound because it's the fucking woods, <laughs> and then it's boom Sasquatch. <laughs> and I'm just gonna say for the record that I'm not really I'm not coming out one way or the other on Sasquatch. My opinion is sealed in the vault. Uh, while we're on this subject, uh, I do have a problem with how Sasquatch shows uh, market their episodes because every single episode is like they're gonna catch Sasquatch. They're gonna catch one. Like, well, they are trying to. They have to believe <laughs> but all the commercials, catch like all the commercials, or they're are not going like, to ever catch them tonight on Sasquatch today. Everything changes, and it's just what another fucking, fucking commercials. Are you watching mid first Sas- Sasquatch today? I'm listen. I'm watching the YouTube videos. I'm watching the Amazon Prime documentaries. I see what's going on. I know where Bigfoot's ha- hiding. I see the clusters. Okay, point of separation. Don't get separated. When I was in Seattle, did you know how much Sasquatch merch is available around that entire city? It's practically like half their income. It's big. It's just Sasquatch merch. Yeah, Sasquatch f- fucking served me a, a <laughs> fucking, I don't know, cappuccino in a, a barista. <laughs> ah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Anyways, Paul is starting to see this house deteriorate into a gorilla house, as in gorilla warfare. And uh, it's kind of like it harkens back to what his father was saying earlier in the book. And he wasn't really, his father didn't want that to happen, but it's not in the cards anymore, man. Like, it, it's going to happen. And uh, I think that's everything that I want to talk about in this chapter. Like I said last chapter, oh, you know what? There was something I missed last chapter that I think is worth mentioning. It's revealed in last chapter that uh, Stilgar is Liet's brother and Chani, Chaney, is uh, Liet's daughter. So there's this whole family dynamic going on here. So Stilgar is... Kynes? Yeah. So Stilgar is Kynes' brother? Yep. yep. And Chaney? Is the daughter. Is Kynes' daughter. Yep. Woo, that's spice. Not that I don't. That's family. Not that I don't think. Not that I think there will be. It'll change how the interactions go throughout the book. Um, but it is kind of worth mentioning that they are related to almost like a a religious deity. Because Liet Liet Kynes is kind of looked at as like sort of a god. You know what I mean? Not quite a god, but like he's a leader. Definitely a leader. But they, he has a ton of respect, yeah. Yeah. He, holds, he essentially holds the respect of a god. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, especially with their whole mission of... Oh, yeah, that's mentioned oh, in this chapter. God. Their whole yeah. mission about uh, terraforming Arrakis into an oasis. Uh, and Stilgar is all about that. I think every Fremen is all about that. Mm-hmm. They just want to transform Arrakis. Why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you be? Who's Who would be like, yeah, no, I keep it this way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, this all this sand? No, I love this. Worms trying to eat you? Yeah, I love getting water out of people yeah <laughs> just drinking people yeah God, this is great i don't want to change this uh and yeah jessica ty- uh jessica hones in on this during the uh, conversation that she has with him and uh hopefully she can ref- she can fulfill that religious uh uh gap between their dream and what they uh what they're living with right now uh, and I, yeah, I think that's everything I want to talk about this time.
But next time, ooh, we'll see. And I might go off the deep end next time. Oh shit. Uh yeah, overall, I mean, it was a good chapter. I like I like uh I like what's going on. There's lots of world building. I like the Fremen building. I like uh I like Silgar a lot. Yeah. It it feels like um uh, as you get further into the book, you don't really think about it being authored. You know, in the same way when we were reading Eye of the World, and I kept on referring back to Frank, or not Frank Herbert, uh, Robert Jordan, and how Robert Jordan crafts the story and how he's doing this. I don't feel that same need to talk about that in this yeah, book. You didn't really know entirely what you were talking about all the time, though. I'm just going to say, we just have to clarify I that. missed everything you said. Say that again. No, don't worry about it. It's perfect. Um, okay, well... Uh, that's it for today as always thank you so so much to anyone who uh, has listened this far and is continuing to listen Uh, we can't do this without you say it all the time and please come back tomorrow we'll see you tomorrow for chapter 33 of Doom